Welcome to the WrestleManiacs, better known as the Mothership, presented by the Sideline Junkies. Here your hosts, the People's Choice, the Nubian Sumo, and the Big Guy. Pow! Coming at you, ladies and gents, in the midst of all this COVID-19, Corona with Lime, hot mess tomfoolery in the world, the Sideline Junkies are still bringing Original content on Saturday nights with the WrestleManiacs. Hell, uh, coming from the mothership that is as uh, COVID-free as you can get bleached up and everything else that we have done to make sure that James don't spread anything to the rest of us and KG don't get it and spread it to the rest of y'all. So we come in tonight clean, ready to talk about what happened in uh, the abridged version of sports entertainment. What is going on tonight, Mr. James? The cigar is lit. I got five new bottles to pop, and I'm ready to get it. And by bottles, he's talking about hand sanitizer. KG, how's your toilet paper rolls running, man? You you living a life over there? Well, I'm. If, if you see, I'm a cross between Tony Montana and Negan because I got what you need. But uh, I'm still willing to take what you got, too. And I'll take that voluntary or involuntary, whichever one you choose. So so you're just whistling, dropping deuces? That's pretty mm-hmm. much all you're doing? Okay. Pretty much. All right. I hate to hear where uh, Lucille factors into that bathroom experience. But <laughs> nonetheless, in the midst of all of that, there's uh, pretty much one general constant that's going to be Unless aliens are coming down and they have cut our airwaves and all you are getting is finally the payoff for all those interruptions from the emergency broadcast network. WWE, a.k.a. Vince McMahon, is going to put on enough content to be still considered the longest reigning uh, episodic television on Monday nights and second longest on Thursday night. That to say, we did have WWE content on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And for the first time in the midst of some sort of crises where they had to do something, AEW produced its first ever show. They're still in the midst of all of their firsts anyway, because they're still working within that first calendar year. So they produced their show. So the first question we're going to discuss, not really trying intentionally, but trying intentionally, to compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges, but who actually did it best? Normally we'll talk about who had the better content uh, when it comes down to the matches and a production, but now we're just talking about who really had the best feel. So I'll go last. So James, I'll ask you, who do you think did it best as a whole, WWE or AEW? I got to give the nod to NXT. WWE. WWE, but I'm being specific. I'm giving the nod to NXT because everybody decided to do an empty arena show, even though AEW did include some of their wrestlers in the audience and they did some different things and they introduced some new things. We'll get to that in a moment, I'm sure. But NXT and Triple H decided, look, 
we don't know what's about to happen with our takeover. So why don't we push our main storylines and make people interested in what's going on? Because I had lost interest in the Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa match. I'm like, why are they doing it again? But now, because of that, what the time that they gave it, I'm interested in watching that match now. Okay. They've sold me on that match. So I got to give it to NXT. Okay. Okay. I respect that, and I see that. Uh, what about you, KG? Who did it best? WWE, I guess, or you could be specific on a particular brand, or AEW? Uh. I don't, uh, uh, all right, let me just go ahead and just man up and do it. Um, WWE came close second, a very, and I mean very, very close. It was a hair. Uh, of course, no matter what's going on in the world, on 316, it falls on a Monday, I'm going to watch Raw. I had to see that bald head SOB. Do his thing in the empty arena, and it, it was very good. That's what saved WWE to push him up a little higher. But I got to give it to NXT for events that we will talk about later on. But I think NXT, you know, this is new territory, new ground for everybody. But I think they did a damn good job. So I got to give it to NXT for this week. Okay. So for me. Uh, I'm about, well, first of all, I want to definitely applaud both, um, productions, WWE and AEW for still giving us something to watch, to take our minds off of everything else that's going on. So that, that was a big thing. So kudos to both of them. Uh, I edged out WWE with AEW only because, and it could be a little controversial because we were, depending on where they are, I don't know what the uh, the social distancing guidelines were, but AEW went a little bit more into the paint, so to speak, and had, in my opinion, a more fuller show. Not a lot of clip downs, not a lot of recaps, even though it worked because it, it, it had mission accomplished with James, which, you know... For somebody that had watched all of the takeovers and all of the buildup, to me, I've already seen it. You know, I guess spade a spade for being a smart mark and doing a podcast, we've already talked about them. So we've had shows about each one of these. So to watch it on a recap, I was already emotionally invested and understood the the, the paradigm shift between Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. So that was nothing to me or watching the Warrior rumble again. There's only one spot that I wanted to watch. And that was when Keith Lee came and went face to face with Brock Lesnar. Other than that, we've already talked about it. We've already experienced it. So for me, I wanted more out of the WWE, but I respect them for not having or forcing people to show up because of, uh, the social distancing guidelines and everything else. So, I had to give it to AEW because they did have a full show. In addition to introducing new talent, having a good balance still of um, what's what I'm looking for uh, promos, and then also the in-ring action. And then you had MJF 
and Sean Spears betting on or, or, or oohing and on. I mean, it, it, it still had a good vibe. So and the pyro. I like that feeling. Yeah, and the pyro. So, I mean, they went all in to be elite for, for uh, lack of a better they term. They went all in. Yeah, y'all see what you did there. You're welcome. So, <laughs> so I, I had to give it to AEW for that. Could WWE have done a little bit more? I believe so, because a good portion of their roster does live in Florida and could have come to the Performance Center. Could they have featured some of the new trainees? Yeah. Why not? They're there already. Just to you know, give them some exposure just to see what happens. They could have done uh, a six-man tag with a new person, kind of like OG NXT when they brought it over to uh, Raw and SmackDown and they were doing the This Is Your Pro and all that. They could have did something and, and really played around with it. This is the time when you could have had some of the dream fantasy matches on your shows just because it's WrestleMania week. It doesn't have any implications. It's just WrestleMania lead-up. So if we're building, why not just have things that you wouldn't experience, things you wouldn't expect to happen on the WWE side of things and take advantage of it. Now, I will say Raw did have uh, their best viewing in a couple weeks in reference to viewership and and, and what was going on. So 316 uh, helped out. People were still interested in seeing, especially on the NXT side, what Triple H was going to do because he had such uh, positive reactions on the previous Friday Night SmackDown. So that was great. I wasn't happy, though, and I know you're a mark for Stone Cold, so am I, KG, but I didn't get the full Stone Cold feel. It's not because it was an empty arena. I just thought that it was kind of, to me, it felt pushed on the Byron Saxon thing. Byron did his thing being Byron. It was like, uh. Wait, 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 wait. I don't think Byron, uh, I don't think he signed on Monday night to get kicked square in the nuts. If Stone Cold, I'm on Raw. You say Stone Cold kick you nuts. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my question, since we brought, since we're here now, who took the better stunner, Saxon, Montez Ford, or Angelo Dawkins? I'm gonna go Montez. I'm gonna go Montez too for the head bump on the on the on the cooler. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was almost a Mr. Perfect level right there, right? <laughs> almost Mr. Perfect. Like, it's it's awesome to see people sell the stunner unbelievably. But you know what I would have really preferred? I would have really preferred if Kevin Owens would have came out and it would have been Stone Cold and KO in the ring looking at each other, and then they'd been drinking beers, and then they would have both turned around to grab something or whatever, and they would have quickly turned towards each other like one was going to stun the other, but then they kind of stopped and caught each other and then kept drinking. It's like, ah, uh, you know, that, that old, you almost had me type of thing. And then somebody else would have, then Byron could have got stunned by each one of them. Something like that. You know, just, just to, to, to give the rub to Kevin Owens on the move. Cause they soundly said, yeah, Stone Cold said you're cool to use it, but they never really did that, that rub saying, yeah, go ahead. This is your thing you go ahead and take it into the new generation type of thing. I would have liked to have seen something like that. That's just me. But, you know, that, that was my my experience 
uh, on on getting emotionally invested. So that's that. Now let's talk about AEW. Last week, I had a dream. And I woke up from that dream, and then I did the podcast, and I said to you guys, you know what's going to be interesting? And y'all ready for this, because make sure you remember I said this. Think it back. Lie. I said, the exalted one for the Dark Order is going to be Brody Lee. Y'all like, no, I was going to be Matt Hardy. Like, no. It's going to be Brody Lee. WWE's not using Luke Harper anymore. So, I don't, y'all didn't believe me, but I said it. Why you got to lie, Craig? And then what happens this week? Could, uh, really, Cody, I'm doing a podcast, and Cody Rhodes has just texted me. Really. Have some some boundaries, sir. Have some boundaries. You so, are no doubt the biggest liar. I'm this serious. In Cody Rose has history. Cody Rose just, just <laughs> Cody Rose just texted me. Did you guys not text <laughs> him? I sent you the video. Did you not text him your your uh, information? No, I didn't text him. No, I didn't. Okay. I saw that, now, but I didn't. I will so Cody. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. They need to work on some social boundaries. Because I'll be got that going if Cody don't be texting, you get a message at one o'clock in the morning. Like, really, Cody? Really? You serious? I'm dead serious. Like, I got him. Nah, he's serious. He's serious. He just texted me and said thanks. So, texting me, folks. Oh, okay, now, see, I'm thinking you talking like personalized message or well, something like that. He is texting people no, he, personalized. He put some, out, of it, some of it he is put out, it wasn't a Twitter. Was it a Twitter or what, what no, was no. it? Well, he tweeted and then he sent it on all platforms for people. Yeah, that gave he that, put, on, a he put out a 404 phone number for you to text him about. So he's, he's on some new platform. I forget the name of it. But yeah, a lot it's of a 404 phone number. It's an Atlanta phone number that he gave out for you to text him on this new platform and ask him questions about AEW. Actually, it's not even just questions. Um, the what was this Friday night? I believe. Yeah, uh, it was like the he Friday sent the message at one o'clock in the morning. Tell me what you think is going good, bad, and what you would like to see in right. AEW now. I'm gonna you know what that is? read to y'all what I just did. Well, what I what I messaged him, and it was long. So, uh-huh. uh, for love, I put the tag division depth and storytelling, evolving heel in MJF, and letting Jericho be Jericho. Commentary, great use of veteran talent, camera angles and production, not being afraid to acknowledge that other wrestling entities exist. Diversity in the men's and women's divisions, great balance of in-ring promo, uh, promo act and action, to name a few. I didn't do hate because that was nothing I don't like about AEW. So I put what I want to see: a second championship for the women, another single championship for the men, women's tag division, break the fourth wall and use the crowd more. Clearer defined storytelling in the women's division. A few more African-American and Latino wrestlers. A video games with uke uh, development. 
entrance music to buy for ringtones and etc. More storytelling using Aubrey. And then I shot my shot and put me getting hired as a part of creative and a role for the Sideline Junkies podcast. That's what I texted him. And, Both uh, mouths don't get fed. Oh, yeah. One, exactly. One o'clock, <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. So you asked, and, you know, there he has it. So then after that, he's been just texting at random times, like at 1248 a.m. You know what this is, right? What? This is... uh, Crowdsourcing? No, that's basically... uh, When you have a group, you have a consumer group, and you want to find out what's good, what do you do? You put it, you make it into a focus group. So instead of him taking... You know, several people from several different, dare I say it, territories. Mm-hmm. He's taking everybody and, t- hey, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like. And I'm guarantee you, I no, let me rephrase that. I guarantee you, somebody's going through that and they're, they're saying, okay, we need to fix this, 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 this. Okay, everybody likes that, so let's keep doing that. He's combing through. That's right there. That's next level uh, 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 marketing. That's next yep. level getting in touch with your consumer to find out what they like and what they don't like. That's how you stay relevant. That's how you stay in business. That is very damn smart. But me personally, I was too scared to, to text them. Because <laughs> I, I was send like, you anything that, that, that was, that was crazy. I personally but, message y'all that you, 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 you know, for a fact, I don't, I don't, number one, I don't have a filter. I had to find a filter in order to do sideline junkies. WrestleManiacs, my filter comes off a little bit and sometimes on DC Sports Rundown, but I really don't have a filter off air. So I don't, you know, I'm going to be like, yo, I, I probably, oh, Cody, good morning, man. Uh, look here, Saturday, about 930, we're going to be on a Skype call. And um, I wanted to get your opinion on some things and see what you thought because, and then, you know, of course, I'm going to plug you in there because well, if you get paid. That's what you need I, to do. That's what I was expecting y'all to do. That way, hey, we we hitting them on all three fronts. That's three different messages. Because what else does he have to do right now? He's everybody's quarantined where he's at. But But go through these. If I if I plug you in, you know, and you actually get the job, that's great. I'm happy for you. Uh, Hey man, just don't don't forget your manager. Come on now, come on now. I'm like MC Hammer. If I'm down, everybody and their mama down. Ooh, you know what's going to let you all manage my money because we saw what happened to Hammer too. So (laughs) you know what's going to happen. I'm speaking to you, James. Hey, (laughs) why me? Because you're going to end up ordering me fifty thousand pair of Hammer pants. Oh man, I thought they looked comfortable. You already got fifty thousand pair of Hammer pants. Well, I got to wear some with the dazzle blue. Oh jeez. Come on now. Wait, wait. I should put it on right now. You know what's going to happen, right? Have it on right now. Now, you know, WWE listens to our podcast because they take our ideas and they run with them. They're going to catch wind of this. And before Cody can offer you a job, WWE is going to call. Oh, somebody need to do something so that way we can all get down so we can have that conversation. Uh, Sideline Junkies on the WWE Network, WrestleManiacs, and under contract, it will be written in the contract the certain amount of time. We're going to do this NFL style. Guaranteed amount of time that we're going to have on the network. A, B, guaranteed that we can say what we want, how we want to say it, with 
within the PG guidelines, I know it's going to be hard for you, James, within the PG guidelines. And but then the guy that was doing all the cursing two shows ago. Okay. Uh, not, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Not to my recollection. Plausible it's deniability. On it's on Plausible record. Plausible deniability. That was not me. That was my stunt double. Mm-hmm. I had one of them drinks from Cosby. I don't know what would happen after that. Wow. Okay. Would you um, like a chocolate pudding drink? You had to throw the pudding man in there. Okay. Wow. Had, yeah, man. You know, hey, man. And a side note. Hello, me and uh, one of the corporate uh, chefs left the D.C. zone. And then we run around the corner to get, uh, like, hey, I'll take you to get some drinks. And I'm like, hey, let's go and grab a couple drinks. That's not a problem because he had to fly out uh, a few hours later. So we're at the this bar. And this is his first time there. It's my first time there. He just, somebody recommended it. I don't remember the name of the place, but I know it was right around the corner-ish. Uh, so we had to drop there, maybe about three minutes. And then we go in, right? And then the first thing we see is a pole. I'm like, what the hell? Why they got a pole, uh, you know? And I'm like, does it used to be a firehouse or something? I'm like, whatever. So we sit down and we're getting a drink. And then uh, the bartender, really nice dude, he comes over like, what's up, guys? What you drinking? You want a shot? Like, uh, I don't know. At that point, I was like, just give me a Corona and I'm good. So I have my Corona. I'm sipping on it. Everything's cool. And then he's like, hey, you ever had a Fruity Pebble? Like a cereal? Yeah, man, I love Fruity Pebbles. I was killing them. You give me a thing of Fruity Pebbles. I eat the whole box. That's like three different bowls. I'm done. The box is empty. It's like, no, the drink. I'm like, what? AKG. What they put? I'm waiting, on the, I'm waiting on the music. I'm waiting on the music to come up. <laughs> oh, it's getting there. Trust me. It's getting there. So, so he, <laughs> he, he mixes this drink, right? And then he gives it to me. And I'm like, go and taste it. I guarantee you, it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Like, whatever. How are you going to make alcohol taste like, oh, my God. It tastes like fruit, literally like Fruity Pebbles. Can I get two more? So I'm killing it, right? Still got the Corona. And the next thing I know, coming to the stage, I'm like, stage, what the hell? Where's the stage? You, I don't remember what the chick's name was, but she come over and then she brings a boombox. Oh, a boombox, like, you know, she's got the handle, like Curtis Blow boombox. And she starts playing and she starts stripping. And I'm like, what the hell is going on in this bar? But at the same time, can I get another Fruity Pebble? So, I'm like, wait a minute. In my mind, something clicked. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Because the Baltimore me came out. This is a hustle. So I'm just going to sit here and drink looking at the bar. Because I guarantee you, they're going to get everybody. When she's done, she's going to be coming around like a panhandler with a handout. So I'm not going to watch straight on. I'm going to be looking out my peripheral because, you know, I got a good peripheral vision. But I got to be looking at her. So she ain't going to get me talking about you know, you just saw me and watched me for 15 minutes doing a set. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm watching. She was pretty doggone good. And then she came by. I still tipped her, you know, but I didn't put a lot of money in there because I'm like, yeah, you know, I wasn't watching, watching. Then things started getting a little crazy. The dart, the bartender, I look up and I don't know, I must have been really starting to feel these fruity pebbles because he started to look like George Clooney. So George Clooney, or correction, the bartender who shall now be known as George Clooney, George Clooney looks at me and says, man, you really like them Fruity Pebbles? Like, heck yeah, man, these are delicious. Have you ever had chocolate cake? 
He looked at me. I looked at him. I smiled, and boom, he made me a chocolate cake uh, shot. Killed it. Tastes just like chocolate shake. I need four more of those. So I'm killing those. And then the unthinkable happened. Like, my mind was blown. Coming to the stage, whisper. Now, I'm not make that was her name. Like, that's what they called her. I remember this distinctively. Because when she came up to the stage, she had her own little radio. She played it. But the chick was deaf. So they said, yeah, and Whisper is deaf. I'm like, whatever. Like, no, she was like deaf, like cannot hear deaf. So everybody turned because we're like dumbfounded. And she just in perfect tune to the song, dancing, doing her thing. We're like, this chick is deaf. How is she hearing the music? Not realizing that we really got got because we all watch it now. So we all got to pay up when she's done. Clooney's like, you want another chocolate cake? Yeah, give me another one, goddammit. I mean, this deaf chick is killing it right now. And she was amazed, like, killed it and beautiful. So then after that, she came through, and you really knew she was deaf when she spoke. So I was like, oh, she really is deaf. Damn. I got to pay her. So I dropped her a 20 just out of, out of principle. I'm trying to support, you know, the people with impairments and everything else. I'm drunk as hell anyway, so you you got my money. So then I'm like, all right, man, we got to go because I, I just gave the deaf girl too much money. So we leave, go get in the car. And then a the combination at that point of the by that point, three Coronas. I think I had five chocolate cakes and seven uh, Fruity Pebbles that all came together. So as soon as I get in the passenger seat. I'm hurling. In the street. My man, the chef, he's like, yo. Did you notice that somebody broke into the car? No, man, because I'm throwing up right now. And I'm going crazy right now. I got to call the cops. Don't call the cops. I'm drunk as hell. And then I realized, wait a minute. Did you say they broke into the car? Yeah. Is my bag still here? No. Man, they just stole my stuff. And I'm just throwing up. Police get there. And and I'm the worst ever. So I'm so drunk. Trying not to throw up. But I am still throwing up heavily. You know, they he told the cop, hey, yeah, we just came from the uh, the bar. And the cop looks at him and says, was Whisper there? <laughs> it was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like he, looked, he gave us a look like, yeah, they got me too. Like, God dang. So he gave uh, us a pass, took the police report. I'm like, oh, thank God he knew what we had just been through. Because there's no way in the world, as drunk as we were, that you should even let us leave behind the wheel at all. Shout out to DCPD uh, that night, man. But that was arguably one of the craziest nights, thanks to George Queenie and uh, Fruity Pebbles and, and Whisper, man. I'll, I'll, never <laughs> doubt, I'll never doubt the impairments uh, of people ever again. They can do anything they put their mind to. Because for real, she was on beat. I mean, this song, she was just killing it. Like, my God, how how she feel it? And, you know, George Clooney was like, oh, man, she, you don't see her holding on to the pole in the in the mirror? I'm like, yeah, she feeling the vibrations. I'm like, damn, that's dope. <laughs> I'm glad I could entertain you, James. That is not a lie. That something, is a true something story. Is totally wrong with you. 
true oh my story. God. I told that story Boy. and the benefit Boy. of all the people that are at home needing a good laugh because it wasn't funny while I was throwing up and realized that we got got for all his clothes and everything else he had. And then, you know, my wallet and my WrestleMania tickets. And, you know, I had a lot in my bag that day. But, wait, yeah. wait, wait. When you said the Baltimore and me came out because I knew she was going to come around uh, 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 <laughs> with a handout panhandling. I, yeah. immediately, I immediately thought about the time. Me, that was me, Delonte, BJ, Paul. It was all, it was a lot of us. And we had ladies with us too. And we went, no, no, that was me, Delonte, and BJ. Okay. And we, this is years ago. This is years ago. We went to the block and we went to a strip club and was like, yeah, we're never coming back to another strip club ever again. It was that bad. Yeah, and because the chick, yeah, the chick well, got off the stage and she had her hands out like, you know, you're going to give me a tip. And I'm like, no, that was terrible. The baddest chick in the club wasn't even dancing at night. She was just trying to get everybody for uh, the buyer drinks and, you know, go in the champagne room, which was her house. Yeah, I'm good, bro. <laughs> well, my stories... My stories I can't tell on this podcast, but Thank when we get you, when we get off when we get off the air, you can either choose from the Skylark story or Shavis's birthday. Oh God! Wait, time, time out. If you said the Skylark. I, Skylark oh, in DC. Believe me, I know. I used to frequent the I used to frequent that club an awful lot. Oh uh, gosh. Whew, I'm Let's sad just saying. Let's just say this young lady was talented. Oh, oh God. I could only... Wait a minute. Why was I invited? Was I invited? Did I have to work that night? No, you were not there. You were, I don't even... You, you, you weren't even in Atlanta at was Shavis' birthday party that I'm about to talk about. Oh, so I had left already? Gone to D.C.? You left so? already for Baltimore. Oh, okay. About to say, because, you know, I was at his other one. One of the other ones that he had, because, you know... uh. Uh, you know, Michael James did his thing, and you know it was pretty crazy. We'll just leave it at that. Even at any of the parties, any of Walter's parties, were you? Yeah, I was. At, I was at a couple Walts too. <laughs> were you there the night? Did you, were you there the night of pol the Poltergeist party? We'll have to talk about that off there. It sounds familiar, but exactly, I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Cause... Yeah, I have to tell you about the Poltergeist party. <laughs> like I said Michael James did his thing, so a lot of stuff I don't remember. Let's <laughs> just put it like that. Like, uh, well, after the ESPN crew, because them, them yeah. they, all those folks was wild. Yeah, yeah, we, we had some times. That's why at this moment, your, your people's choice. I don't need to go. I don't need to go drink. I don't need to do anything. You know, of, of any other substance. I'm in retirement. That's one of those times Wait. you live your live your best life, as the situation would say. And now I'm done. I'm high off of life. Wait, because I'm, Wait, I'm see done. that. That's not gonna work for me, because yes. when 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 you come home, and I'm saying this now, so it's recorded, it's on record. When you come home, whether it be the spring, summer, fall, I don't care. You're getting in the car. We're going to pick up. Well, I'll come up and get you. We're going to pick up James. We're going to eat ribs. Oh, damn! I don't know alcohol. That's good. See, I, got, <laughs> no. I'm, I operate under a new rule now in my infinite 
cheapness. I just don't buy my own alcohol, which pretty much means I'm not drinking. That <laughs> so, well, just re- just remember when you pick the spot, I don't eat swine. So, oh Lord, you, you a line and a half. I do not eat pork. Oh man, you're killing me. Why do you, I think why do you switch be- over to not eating pork? I've been I haven't been eating pork since I got out of college. Are you sure? Uh, I could have swore when I met you, you was sucking on the pig feet. No, you've never. <coughs> oh my goodness! Seen that. Well, maybe that was. Uh, uh, never, as a matter of fact, you've never. What seen was her name again? Anything. What, what, was her, what was her name again? There was a couple of them in the in the in NHL tonight. Whose toes you sucking? Okay, so let's get back to the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> But hold on, wait. Okay, wait. back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, see, see, notice he won't change the subject now. Yeah, you ain't slick. That's called deflection, sir. You, you wouldn't have to buy your own. If we go get ribs, I, now this place has ribs, chicken, fish, whatever you want. But when it comes to alcoholic beverages, it's not your typical on tap alcohol beverages. It's something, you know, the backwoods of Bile of Bachelor, Louisiana type thing. Oh, my. Oh, they got so, some pretty you know, pebbles. Nah, this good because right here that blue, that blue thing. Nah, oh, this that Jesus. blue. They got, some of them, they got some of them. corn squeezings. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna let you eat and coach your stomach. Then I'm gonna get you some of that, and I'll take you on back up the room. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. I'll let you know after uh, you know we get through the COVIDs exactly when that'll be. Okay. Be ready because it'll be a oh, quick. Oh. A quick believe me, I, I'll if you give me a week in advance, I'll make sure I got my schedule so I'm off. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some. I'll give you some time. You just gotta gotta make work it out on the, Friday or Saturday, and I mean, gotta work, gotta work out the goal. <clears throat> so we'll we'll see how that plays out. But we are gonna bring it back home because I know uh, my nice little George Clooney story spawned some other thoughts, and I'm quite sure other people have seen. George Clooney and been creatively drugged by him. So we're going to talk about new people, new people, ladies and gentlemen, new people, more specifically in AEW. We already talked about the formerly known Wyatt member of Luke Harper, currently known as Brody Lee or the exalted one who interestingly gave Christopher Daniels almost a sister Abigail until he turned it into the discus clothesline, which I thought that was a cool nod to Bray Wyatt before he did. I don't know if that's going to be his finisher. Then formerly known as V1, Matt Hardy and his broken genius is now all in with AEW. And in a quick pan by and reference, Billy Gunn's son has been shown on television on AEW. So not only did they give us a full roster of talent, technically, but they also introduced some new folks in the midst of giving us what I call a pretty solid show overall. So how'd you guys feel about having some debuts? I don't know if they sped this up. Or if this was the the exact time that they were planning on making it happen, as technically we were right before Blood and Guts, but they delayed Blood and Guts pay per view so that way they can get more opportunity to build it and 
and had the better bang for their buck. So next week we're going to have the blood and gut situation. But how do you guys feel about <clears throat> Matt Hardy uh, doing his broken debut with joining the elite and Billy Gunson and then Brody Lee um, for the Dark Order? How do you guys feel about that? KG, I'll let you go first. Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, now I have to think back. I believe we we we, we were kind of sort of split, if that's possible, on Matt Hardy joining AEW in the first place. I think we we kind of thought it was going to happen, but we thought he was going to stay with WWE. Now he's all in and no, surprise. That was y'all. <laughs> James was always telling us, no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I I can't remember. I have to go back and check the videotape. But yeah, yeah, do that. To, yeah. to see it finally happen, I was actually genuinely surprised. I was surprised with uh, uh, Luke Harper coming. I was surprised with... Uh, 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 Matt Hardy, I, I, I'm like, well, God dag on it. So, but Jeff Hardy was reinstated, I think, about two weeks ago by uh, WWE. So we're not going to get a brother Nero unless no. he can get out of his contract. He's also getting his new, <clears throat> his old theme song back as well. Right. And so, because, and because Matt Hardy has the. Trademark on Twist of Fate. The, the the he's it's now called the Twist of Fury. But that's the WWE called it. <clears throat> Matt Hardy said he would never. Yeah, he said he would never. Issue. He would never keep his brother from doing it. But they're not taking any chances, so they're gonna they're gonna keep calling it the Twist of Fury for Jeff. Well, she, they'll probably force him to get a new finisher anyway. Probably not. You know, no, I think because for Jeff, the, the twist of fate was just a set of move. It wasn't yeah. a true finisher. So he doesn't need time. to use it. Yeah, but it's part of his moveset, though. Why would they take they, I don't think they would take that away from him. They just I don't, call him. I don't they call him the twist of fury and keep it moving. Yeah. They, would, they, would, they, won't take, they won't take well, it from him. You'll notice they'll be using it less and less. But WWE has learned from Ring of Honor what they went through. Jeff Hardy taking them to court over the whole broken gimmick. No, well, well, they technically took him to court because they were trying to say no. They were saying that that was was impact. That wasn't Ring of Honor. That was impact. They were saying that they had the rights to the gimmick, and he was like, "No, that's all me." Even that they was fighting while Brother Nero, uh, and he was saying, "No, I was saying my brother Nero. That's his middle name." (laughs) So. They're like, fine, you got it, and that's what held up their returns because WWE was like, well, we got you got to figure out what's going on with all that legality stuff because we don't want to be privy, and then they want to sue WWE and go after them because he's trying to be broken or woken or whatever it is. See, that's the whole thing, and he, I remember he celebrated on Twitter. And show the paperwork that he owned that. He trademarked. And that was a good thing. I mean, anytime a performer can trademark what they're known for, 
and something that was so over, so hot, and it, it, it's going to be hot. But that's the thing on a grand scale. We've seen it in MCW. Uh, we've seen it in Impact. But I wanted to see the broken gimmick on a larger scale. And with Jerry Borash being there too at WWE, that would have, you know, that would have put the creative team for that gimmick together. Yeah, but <clears throat> Vince didn't understand it. Right. If he was, if he would have went to NXT, Triple H had treatment for if the signing was going to happen instead of him going to AEW. Triple H laid down what he wanted to see, but it just wasn't in a long enough term to where it just benefited Matt for what he wanted to do creatively. And right. that was that yeah. was the ultimate thing of why he went. Because he said that the Undertaker was supposed to be the one to bury him and free to delete. But because things didn't pan out, the Young Bucks end up getting the call and that's where he, he decided to go. So it was down to the wire. Literally down to when his contract expired. He even gave WWE a little bit more time from him releasing what was recorded for free to delete already by a day and a half, just in case. But they, they, they didn't want to go, pun intended, all in. But we will see how far uh, Tony Khan and, and Cody will allow this to go all in because are they trying to just de facto put Matt Hardy into the elite or is Matt Hardy still going to be independent? Cause he said he doesn't want to be a full-time wrestler. He wants to just be a contributor, help grow the talent, maybe manage, create a stable, do those type of things. And then ju just build everything from there. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly where things end up with Matt Hardy. But I'm, I'm happily optimistic because as long as they let him have the creative freedom that he had in TNA, we're, we're liquid gold all day long. My issue, though, and you guys could tell me if there's anything different or how you, if you feel different, is with Jeff because Jeff was never the best talker. Well, I don't expect Jeff to be there that much longer anyway. They won't let him go. They'll give him a bunch of money. Before they let him go to AEW, we'll. I mean, yeah, but they, they, that's gonna that's that will happen. But I still don't see him being there no longer than a year. I mean, he's not even gonna. I don't even think he's gonna be involved in WrestleMania. No, no, no. Well, I mean, if if, the, if somebody can't make it, they'll interject somebody in. But we'll talk about that as uh, we we get through. Did you have anything uh, that you wanted to add in, KG, before we take our break and throw to Delonte for the push? I didn't get my turn. Don't be missing. Don't be skipping you didn't me. Get your turn? No, I didn't get my turn. I'm waiting on KG to finish. Oh, you was all up in our business. Go ahead. I man. sure Go was. Ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. That's all what in we the Kool-Aid. All in the Kool-Aid. Didn't Dang. bring any sugar. He, he told me he waiting for me to finish. I've been rambling on, man. I don't I don't think I got but oh, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're gonna let him go. I mean, it, it was dumb to even let Matt go AEW. I thought he had a Legends contract. No. But maybe I'm... No? No, he didn't have a Legends contract. And but on, that, he, that don't matter anymore either because DDP no. is over there. Yeah. <laughs> Jake is I, over there. Now, see, here's the thing, though. And this is 
the 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 mind of Matt Hardy. He pulled a big damn swerve because he posted on social media. He said before Brother Nero, he injured me and he broke me. Now it's Randy Orton. He said, thank you, Randy, for breaking me again. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get the broken gimmick, the full broken gimmick like we're supposed to have it. Okay. All right. And he went to AEW. So we still going to get it, but I'm just like, okay. And then to your point earlier, when you said Vince didn't understand it, who gives a damn if Vince understand it? If you uh, watch the indies, no. If you watching the indies, truly, the way the Nubian Sumo watches it, and you know, okay, this right here, this gimmick is hot. Okay, bring what you do. See, that's what I'll catch saying, you on though. later. Vince, does, Vince do doesn't it. watch the, the indies. Vince doesn't watch anything outside of WWE. And that's been and that's documented. Uh, that's documented well. by many people that he doesn't pay any attention to anything outside of WWE. He depends on like folks like Bruce Pritchard mm-hmm. and um and uh, Paul Heyman and Triple H and a whole bunch of other folks to keep up with the Indies and all, all, right. of his, all, all of his um, agents and whatnot. Yeah, so rightfully so. To come back to him Steven and Riegel, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So At he that doesn't level, pay, that's he what doesn't you pay any attention to it. So anytime, anytime they got somebody that we want to bring in from the Indies like that, they have to sell them to Vince, which is bad. Because he should be keeping up just like everybody else, I would think. Yeah, but, but when you're when you're talking a multi-billion-dollar business, if you have experts that you trust, kind of like think about like he's the boss over Shark Tank. So you got Cuban and the rest of them are are seeing these folks come in and they're picking the cream of the crop and then saying, "All right, this is the business. This is this is what you need to invest in. This is a great product." Da, da, da. That's what I'm paying you for. If I'm out there trying to keep my eyes on all these indies and I'm going here or there, you know, then I don't have time to focus on all of this that's going on. And that's I say that knowing that, you know, like you said earlier, James, when we were talking that UFC is on. I mean, I give great props to Dana White, but last I checked the Fertitas own the own the the UFC still, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're not out doing all this stuff. They got Dana White doing it. That was part of the contract. We still want Dana White in the helm, uh, uh, driving the ship for the UFC. He is our guy. We own it, but he's running it. We trust him. He's doing his thing. That's what it's going to be. So I'm not mad at Vince for saying, hey, now does Vince need to be sometimes a little bit more open to to hearing? Because we probably could have had people like Ricochet a lot earlier. So we could have been able to wrestle maybe Sean. Well, he'd be kind of young. They've been a stretch, but who knows? He could have had the, the one Saudi Arabia match with Shawn Michaels on the comeback. Anything could have been possible. But we could have had people a little bit more. We could have had AJ Styles maybe a little sooner. You know, just, just a little bit more opportunity out there. We could have brought Kurt Angle back quicker. Those, those type of things. But or maybe somebody would have tapped Vince and said, hey, don't let Owen Hart get up on that damn thing. You know? Sometimes it's good to listen, but I, I don't harp on Vince too much with that. That's just me. Maybe I'm just, you know, a mark. I don't know. 
Yeah, I you're know a... nothing. I don't know nothing. I'm just trying to be you're like a, James. You're a huge mark. I'm just trying to be like James. Oh. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> now for my little interjection in You haven't gone yet? God. No, I haven't damn. gone yet. Because I, 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 go I, I got a few say, things. Who hired this guy? First of all, you did. And you're welcome. I knew. <laughs> oh shoot! Wait, wait. Yeah, time out. Time out. Time are out. you are you getting into WrestleMania? Are you not about to go WrestleMania? Are you? No, no I'm not there into WrestleMania. I'm going to talk about AEW. Don't be trying wait. to don't be trying to jump all up in your extra segment. Wait, wait no, wait. I'm not. No, I'm See, not. I'm going by the lineup. KG, like why he over here trying to steal TV time? No, no. I just want to ask a question. Hey, I'm, hey, just like everybody else, I want to get my moves in. <laughs> But now you were hired by the People's Choice. If he gets more than seventy three cents an episode, I'm gonna be pissed. Why you got to tell him how much you get paid? I ain't talking about contracts on air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going back in my corner to sit down. Go ahead, James. You got the floor. Okay. Well, first of all, I just wanted to bring up some little things that you know people might not know. Listening now, Brody Lee. Brody Lee was his original name in the Independence. So he's gone back to his original name. You said something about the discus clothesline. That was actually his finisher in the Indies. In the Indies. So he's probably going to use that as his finisher. Okay. Now, um, as far as the uh, Matt Hardy situation, they did kind of rush Matt Hardy. Um, Brody Lee was actually scheduled to go to be introduced on this episode. But they rushed Matt Hardy because Nick Jackson is still hurt. He's still not cleared to wrestle. And he was part of the um, Blood and Guts match. Mm-hmm. So they brought Matt in so he could fill that spot. Because I don't think they, I think they were going to hold off on him for another couple of weeks. Now, you do know that they have canceled the Blood and Guts match. I just said that. Oh, you did? Okay. I thought you, I know I heard you mention it, but I didn't hear you say that they canceled it. Okay. So they, so they, so I don't know when they're going to put that match back in. They probably wait um, until they can get a live audience because doing a match like that without crowd participation is going to suck. So, yeah, that's all I wanted. Thank you, James. Why he gotta why he gotta get his eight eight pieces in before we go to break and then come back from break and then he got his other eight pieces. He's trying to treat this like he just because scored a touchdown with three seconds w. left. And then he's gonna be picking up and he's supposed to get the uh the kickoff return. Hey, I wanna get my five my six moves of doom in, okay? Man, That's see how the people from North Carolina are, man. Damn, you're trying to get all that business out there. That's Do you right. have anything else, KG, so that way we we can throw the uh, Delonte in the, in the push? Well, yeah, I do got something very, very small, very, very small. Um, it's for we you. We talking about actually. Here we go. It's for you. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. This is for James. This is for James. All right. Uh, speaking of North Carolina. When are you going home? When am I going home? 
Yeah, when when are you going home to North Carolina? I will be my my plan if nothing if Miss Rona decides she wants to she don't want to cut up anymore. My plan is to go back to North Carolina Father's Day weekend because that's my annual family trip to Myrtle Beach, of which I will most likely be broadcast broadcasting um, at a different location. We're down with okay, that. Now, we, we, we've done that. Now, my my whole point for asking is, uh, you know, it, it, this is all about making uh, inroads and 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 and, and uh, making partnerships. Uh, we we can talk off air a price, but I just want to know. I need like a big ass thing of uh, North Carolina barbecue when you come back. Oh my God! Are you are you planting some food? <laughs> you saw you know what, how... what, what, what you what you talking about? Like, well, we can discuss it. We can discuss. It. <laughs> I'm thinking fact, about something related fact, over here. As a matter of fact, if you if we talk if we talk after if we talk after the show, I may be able to import you some next weekend. Hmm. But we'll get to that. Oh my goodness! Yes, 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 yes. We'll discuss that. You know, let's let's go ahead and get to the push because I know Delonte is probably twiddling his thumbs and trying to figure out what we're what talking kind of about, especially after this. Especially after that long drawn out story about fruity pebbles and chocolate cake. Oh, now <laughs> my story. Now my story is long drawn out. Meanwhile, y'all always talk like about how to, you always talk about how the show goes long. But then you spent 20 minutes not knowing you were in a strip club, getting <laughs> drunk, and driving, getting drunk and driving around Baltimore. That was DC, technically. <laughs> but for related stories, um, how do you know your story is over when somebody is over here quoting it back to you? This is not sing along with the people's choice here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you what happened to me. You over here barking out right now. Give me a heel reaction because you mad. So guess what? My story's over. You're welcome. The payoff. Now we're going to throw to Delonte with the push. Then, just because he still wants to talk, we're going to uh, come back with That's Just Nubian, and he's going to give us our WrestleMania update. If there's going to be a WrestleMania, who knows what really is going to happen. Oh, I know who knows. Maybe James. So he's going to talk about that. And then we'll wrap the show up. Uh, this would be probably some controversial talk. The top five best-looking championships of all time. We'll be back. WrestleManiacs, welcome to another edition of The Push. Delonte, Sideline Junkies representing. And... First off, before I um, get into the feature wrestler for this week, I wanted to, you know, kind of send my well wishes out to everyone, everyone. Um, you know, we locked down, you know, quarantine, self-quarantine, you know, we just, we got to stay positive, just hang in there, you know, this will be over and, you know, we'll be able to get back to our normal lives. Um, all right, so... To the business at hand, 
Um, this week, I wanted to focus on a wrestler, um, female. Um, you know, wrestler, you know, she has done a lot of amazing things. Um, but, uh, the the way how booking has handled her over the past several months, you know, is kind of puzzling. Um, and of course, I'm talking about one half of the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Kabuki Warrior member, Asuka, um, the Empress, I believe she's the Empress, um, you know, everybody knows, you know, everybody who watches wrestling or, you know, has some sort of generalized idea about, you know, wrestling, they know, you know, NXT unblemished. She beat everybody, everybody. And then, you know, when she came to WWE, um, she continued that streak. She won the Royal Rumble. Um, I think she won a Survivor Series. Like, she was killing it. And then, of course, you know, when she got to WrestleMania, she fought Charlotte Flair, and she lost. Um, Things kind of went downhill quick. Um, They had her in a feud with Carmella, and it made it look like, you know, kind of job, you know, made her job to Carmella, you know. We talking about Oscar, um, you know, someone with far superior... Um, you know, wrestling skill set than Carmella. No disrespect to Carmella, but I'm just stating facts. And they, you know, dumbed her down, and which was just crazy. They had the um, what well, I forgot the guy, the the James guy, the guy, the, the chinless guy. They had him. He getting got involved. Um, it was a kind of a crazy feud, and they really brought Oscar stock down. Um, but of course, you know, they, they redeemed themselves. They booked her to win that, um, ladder match against, uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, and she won the women's championship and she even beat Becky Lynch at a Royal Rumble. And, uh, and the thing is she beat Becky Lynch when Becky Lynch, her stock was like it wasn't to the roof, but it was like close. It was it was super close. You know, that's when this whole the man stigma was like really starting to take off and people were like cheering. She, you know, kinda was like this new, you know, woman's version of Stone Cold. But anyway, you know, Oscar, she you know, her she picked up a lot of momentum and then, you know, she lost the championship. Um, to Charlotte in, in crazy fashion uh, on a, a, a <clears throat> on SmackDown, not at a pay-per-view, but on SmackDown of all places. They basically took the belt off of her so Charlotte can have the belt going into WrestleMania. Um, and, you know, I think it was just, it was quite a disservice. Um, and I don't that we didn't really get a chance to see Oscar you know, in some great matches. Um, if anything, I, we could have seen her go against Ronda Rousey. Um, you're talking about, like, prime Oscar against, you know, I don't want to say 
prime, but you know, against Ronda Rousey, that'd have been a hell of a match. Um, of course, when we think to it, something as recent as the the Money in a Bank, well, Elimination Chamber pay per view, where it was just her and uh, Shayna Baszler at the end, and that wasn't much. You know, I think she do what like she threw a straw at her, and you know that's how much offense she got, and then Shayna. You know, her you know, her offensive was just like I'll let her hit me once and I'll finish it. Um wasn't really too crazy about how they booked that match. Uh Shayna basically did the same move on all the wrestlers. But anyway, back to Oscar. Um oh, I think the WWE, man, I think that should have continued to like really pushed her to be like this strong, you know, wrestler, like how they they consistently do with Charlotte Flair and you know her 10 world titles and even Becky Lynch Becky Lynch been a champion for a whole year you know and, and is her stock dropping uh dipped a little bit I guess because people want to see something new you know how the public is but hey man you know I, well I think at least the Oscar um and Kyrie saying they they had the championships for like their tag team uh, championships for for quite a while. Might have been almost a year as well. So, you know, it's not so much of a disservice, but as far as a singles wrestler, like, you can't, you know what I'm saying, take that away from Oscar. Um, I thought I even read an article once. It might have been like one of those rumor articles from the dirt sheets where, you know, they talked about she was, you know, maybe looking to kind of going back to Japan to wrestle because... They didn't take her serious here in WWE. So, you know, um, again, I want to salute Oscar this week. Um, You know, let's just hope that the WWE, that that they, I don't know, find a way to, like, book her to be a strong wrestler, whether it be a strong face or a strong heel. I kind of like the heel Oscar, you know, with the green miss, you know, a la Great Muda. You know, um, kind of like that, but strong face. She was still, you know, kicking ass. So, you know, face Hill, uh, tweener doesn't matter. Um, this is Delonte. Uh, it's another edition of the push. Uh, shout out to my brothers, the Don and KG, and um, everybody. You know, stay safe, stay inside if possible, and um, you know, have a good one. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, just in time to give James his opportunity to make verbal love to everybody. That's just Nubian. Get him, James. Wow. You never cease to amaze me, bro. Never. All right, then. So uh, today we're going to talk about everything that's going on with WrestleMania, and there's a lot to roll out because it's an ever-changing thing that goes on with WrestleMania right now. Um, First thing we can discuss is the fact that uh, WrestleMania will now be over over a two-day weekend. So they're going to do Saturday and Sunday this year. 
Um, they're saying that they're doing that because <clears throat> they uh, want to try to cut back on burnout because usually WrestleMania day is like a seven, eight hour day and they, they have so much going on and so many uh, changes that they and matches that they need to add that they want to kind of stretch it out a little bit. Now, uh, one way that they're trying to mitigate this is the fact that they're going to be taping over the next two weeks leading up to WrestleMania. So a lot of WrestleMania will be taped. It won't be live. So that'll be something different than they've done in the past. Um, they've already gotten rid of both of the men's and women's battle royals due to um, protocol for the coronavirus. They don't want a whole bunch of people in the ring at the same time. So they're going to cut that out. Um, <clears throat> uh, they're also moving the Hall of Fame ceremony to SummerSlam, so, which, is, which uh, British Bulldog's wife is happy about because he's more synonymous with SummerSlam than he is with WrestleMania. So that kind of fits in with them. And they've also um, gone, in, gone and um, introduced Rob Gronkowski as the host of both nights. Now, we don't know if he'll be wrestling or not. Probably not. But um, with this thing that they did on Friday on SmackDown with uh, him and Mojo Riley and uh, um, Elias and King Corbin, you know, uh, it, it should be interesting to see a tag team uh, going on or tag team matches going on with Ronkowski and Raleigh together uh, with Corbin and probably Ziggler and uh, Bobby Roode or maybe even um, Morrison and The Miz at some point since those four seem to be hanging out pretty tough right about now. So then you got a lot of matches that they've already set up. Um, the Goldberg Reigns match for the um, world, for the WWE title. You got Cena and the Fiend, which they uh, wound up doing, re-showing the WrestleMania match from six years ago to bring you up to speed on that, saying that that's when the Fiend was uh, created or when the Fiend was brought to being. Uh, you have the... Uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler match for the uh, WWE Women's Raw title. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's title. Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Edge and, and uh, Randy Orton in a last man standing match, of which um, Orton still has to agree to. He hasn't agreed to it yet, but most likely that's going to happen. Uh, they're, they're setting up the um, Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title versus Daniel Bryan, of which the caveat is, is that for that match to happen, you have Drew Gulak, who has to beat Shinsuke Nakamura in order for Bryan to get that match. They've also on SmackDown said that there's going to be a six-pack challenge for the women's SmackDown championship with Bailey going against Naomi, Sasha, Lacey Evans, uh, Dana Brooke, and Tamina, which, is in, which should be an interesting match, especially with the aspect of Sasha Banks being involved in it, because I'm thinking that she's going to end up 
taking that belt from her. And then um, you also have the, the main event, which everybody's looking forward to, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, which could be up in the air because if things go the way that they're talking about going, Brock Lesnar is still in Saskatchewan, Canada, where he lives, and they're talking about uh, closing the borders to Canada, going and coming. And so he is scheduled to be on Raw this week uh, This week uh, for Monday night. It's not guaranteed whether he's going to be in the country. And if he's not, a even if he's able to get into the country, he still may be quarantined for 14 days, depending on whether they decide to keep him or not. So that match has been placed up in the air right now uh, to see what's going to happen. So... Um, now, another interesting thing that's going to happen here over the next couple of weeks is that ESPN is going to be showing, starting tomorrow, uh, past WrestleMania events in their entirety. So tomorrow, they're going to be showing WrestleMania 30. For those who uh, need, some, need to be reminded of what happened there, that's the match where the Undertaker streak ended on the 29th. Next Sunday, we'll be showing WrestleMania 32, which was the Roman Reigns Triple H match for the, for the WWE title and the Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey match for the WWE Women's title when they first changed the title from the Divas title to the Women's title. And then you, on April the 7th, they'll be showing last year's WrestleMania where Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks were the first women's main event for WrestleMania. So I'm sure there are going to be a lot of changes over the next couple of weeks leading up to April 4th for the, uh, for the uh, WrestleMania. And uh, we'll be trying to keep you up to date as to what's going on as far as any changes will be made. But uh, that's my WrestleMania report for us this show you know what james even though i always amaze you you amaze me too you don't just go in you're like our exclusive uh inside man our super reporter you give us all the information i appreciate that i just want to let you know well i just try to be thorough brother you know yeah that's all the niceness you're gonna get from me tonight so moving on <laughs> <laughs> I think I take every little bit I can get. <laughs> so we're going to round out this edition of the WrestleManiacs with something I know is going to be pretty controversial, at least amongst us. There may be some fisticuffs because we're going to talk about our personal opinions of the top five best looking championships of all time. So, KG. I'm going to let you go first. Mm. Making me lead off. Okay. Uh, I only got one honorable mention this week, and that's the uh, the WCW. Nope, two honorable mentions. The WCW, slag, well, NWA United States Heavyweight Championship belt from the 80s and into the early 90s. And uh, the... Um, television title 
for NWA. Okay. Or, you know, okay, my honorable now, mentions. Okay, before you get before you get too far, are you talking about the Barry Windham belt with the America with the uh, uh, flag shields on the side plates? Yes. Or are you yes. talking about the big the big front plate with the eagle on it? No, 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 with the flag. The United shields. States at the top. No, with the flag shields. Okay. All right. Barry no, Windham's bill. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, from five to one, the WWF Attitude Air tag team belts. I don't know why, mm. but they always spoke to me. I've always loved them, uh, especially when they were around the waist of the Rock and Sock Connection, <laughs> greatest tag team of all time, Uh-oh. next to uh, the Road Warriors. Um <clears throat> The uh, what was this? This is three generations ago now. Uh, Intercontinental Championship for WWE. The over color, what color? Over one, okay. uh, the, the over one that was a uh, black strap. Uh, okay. It was like a almost a rose gold with the blue world on it. I always loved that one, always spoke to me. The Attitude Era WWF Championship belt. The one that Stone Cold had to get three stitches on his chin because he had the belt resting on his shoulder and he went to go deliver a stunner and the jagged edge cut his, the bottom of his chin open. You talking about uh, um, Big Eagle? Sean Michaels? Yeah, the Big Eagle. No, no, no. Wing the Eagle. one after that. The one after the wing that. Eagle. Uh, yeah. the, no, that's big not the Wing Eagle, Jim. Big Eagle. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've always loved that one, and I've seen that uh, with different straps. I've seen it uh, with blue straps. I've seen it with uh, the backside is actually burgundy. I've seen the backside blue. I've seen it black. I've seen it so many different ways, but no matter how you slice it, that is my number three belt. My number two belt, Stone Cold Smoking Skull Championship belt. Mm -hmm. One of the most beautiful belts and to hear him explain how he had a hand in that with the smoking skulls, the snake skin on the inside and he was like I had to have that WWF etched right in there in the, head, in the forehead of the skull, gotta have that in there because it's really really small but the skulls are bigger saying basically Stone Cold is bigger than the WWF I absolutely love that uh, my number one and this should be uh no, 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 a no brainer. And I think this probably maybe be everybody's number one. What they call the big gold belt. The NWA championship belt worn by none other than the greatest of all time. The man, Ric Flair. And okay. a, it's a couple of belts that didn't, that never made it to the TV. Um, Andre the Giants championship belt, uh, Ultimate Warriors uh, intercontinental belt did make it to TV. Uh, Yokozuna's belt, The Rock's Brahma Bull belt, they never made it to TV. Things like that. But, you know, I, I would have to actually pull those up to show them to everybody for them to know what I'm talking about. Because if you don't know belts, and especially defunct belts that never made it to TV, you wouldn't know what I was talking about. But I know well, you now, two gentlemen. The, the Brahma Bull Belt did make it to TV. It just made it to TV through 
the retail or shop WWE shop because I have one. Uh, that's what I was about to ask you. Do you have it? I'm like, what? I sent you pictures of the Brahma Bull Bell when I when we sent the, the, the promotional pictures of me with the Brahma Bell. It was one of the sit down ones though. Okay. Not, not the stand up, but yeah. Oh yeah. What? I break okay. that out from time to time. People look at it like, what's that? Like, how the hell you not know what this is? Marks, straight up busters, <laughs> straight up busters. <laughs> All right, so I'll go next. We'll save uh, the sumo for last. That way, James can get uh, the final word in this week. That's the last time I'll be nice to you. So, my number five is the WCW World Heavyweight Championship held by the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, the first ever championship that uh, I ever bought, which is pretty exciting, over, oh God, a long-ass time ago. I'm not going to tell you how old that belt is. But, yeah. My number four... 21 years. Why why you got to bring that out, man? Really? Really? I thought you was my guy. Come on now. The reason why... Would you be like that? No, I had to bring it up because you brought it to work. And that was one of the most exciting times because the, the, the real weight of a true championship belt. <sighs> Only yeah. lasted on uh, HSN for 30 seconds. Coming up next, the replica belt, Ric Flair, uh, Sting, and well, he just got finished showing Sting, but they said coming up, it's going to be Ric Flair, then it was gone. That was it. Didn't even make it to actual air time to be discussed. It was just coming up next. They showed the picture. I dialed that number so quick. <laughs> oh, my God. That was like Christmas when that thing came. So, number four, to smoke the skull. It, it, yeah, that's one of my favorites to have. Number three is a newer championship, the AEW. That thing <coughs> is sexy. There's people that make them. I know you remember that the group that we're in on Facebook, but I don't trust them people because I don't know them. So I'm not sending no money out to anybody. I need it to be made specifically straight off of their website from AEW. I will pay the $500 for it the moment it becomes available on the website. I want that belt legitimately with the certificate of authenticity, everything. I want that championship belt. Number two, I'm quite sure neither one of you guys have this on the list, but this is arguably, in my opinion, one of the sexiest belts I have ever seen period. Like I almost, if they had available, would have bought this as the finger ring or the watch. And that is the WWE UK NXT Championship. That thing is gorgeous. Don't believe me? Look it up. It is gorgeous. Yeah. They designed the hell out of that. And the last one, my number one is the one that I let slip through my fingers because it's no longer in production by Reggie Parks himself, the designer of the one and only true championship, the Winged Eagle. It was on sale for a good long period of time through Figures Toy Company for $2,500. I said, no, I'm not going to buy it. No, I'm not going to buy it. No, I'm not going to buy it. Because I know the moment I get it, the first thing I'm going to do is start calling people who going to let me hit them with this belt? And then who going to hit me back with the belt? That's the first question I would have asked. And, but then I was like, that is $2,500. Uh, and it just never happened. Now he no longer makes them because he's old as hell. 
So that is my five, gentlemen. And now I give you the Mark Ding James with his five. Okay, well, y'all touched on some of mine, but um, number my number five is the Andre 87. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was, that was a classic belt, and when for them to pull that out and that design that they did, I was like, yeah, that's that's hot. That's hot right there. Uh, my number four would be the NXT UK title. I agree. When that first when that belt first came out, I was like, why aren't all the belts like that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, why did they do it for that? Why did they give the UK the hottest belt in, in the company right now? Mm-hmm. My number three would be Big Gold. Okay. You know, uh, my number two would be the IWGP heavyweight title. I was wrestling with that one, not to cut you <laughs> off, James, but I was wrestling between the W, uh, the, the UK and the IWGP. I was like, oh, which one is sexier? I agree with you on that. Because that's a different design from anywhere. Nobody, nobody's ever put together a design like that one. So that one, that one is very unique. The IWGP is what really attracts me to it. Just that the house super raised up. It's like right. man, it's just so just so bold. And my number one, which has been my favorite belt since I first saw it. And I'm going, I'm I'm telling my age now, is the UWF television title. Oh my God, James. The Universal Wrestling Federation television title that was unified with the NWA television title by Nikita Koloff. Uh-huh. That if you go to his if you go to his web, if you go to his Facebook page, he actually travels with that belt to his seminars and um and his uh events and whatnot when he's preaching. And it's and he's got a picture of it on his shoulder on his uh profile pic. So yeah, that's that belt has always been my absolute favorite of all time. So yeah. Wow. UWF I, television title. You got, y'all I respect that. that one up. Yeah, for you young bucks, as you're looking that up, you need to look up Nikita Koloff and the Russian sickle mm. and understand how that man made you get in trouble in school all the time because it wasn't about just you know going around and pranking people. No, you just ran up on one of your friends, rush your sickle, and you would just clothesline the hell out of them. And then the teacher would snatch you right in the room and call your parents. Yeah, that was the precursor to the clothesline from hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that was a finisher back then. <laughs> That's how serious that was. And boys, that, that, was, that was like a three-pound bag of potato that you was getting. Yeah, that was, that, one, that, was one, that was the one hit a quitter. Mm-hmm. And Jim Ross was calling him too. Oh man, I miss those days. And once again, I'll say it: that's back in the day when you actually had the step over to the cross page, cross face, actually applied properly by Magnum TA. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you tap it out if you get put in the STF. Sorry, John Cena, but we still are trying to figure out. How in the hell that triangle that you making is choking somebody out? 
<laughs> I, I, I serious, man. Like I've seen to, him selling he it. He had to I'm make like, the move his own, just like that ugly uh, sharpshooter that the Rock puts on people. Whoa, whoa, hold on, stop it. Wait, see, that's the problem. I hate it when it's called the sharpshooter. That is the Scorpion Deathlock. When it's when it's done by the Rock, it ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a sharpshooter because he did it in WWE. I agree with you. It is the Scorpion Deathlock. But because he was in the WWE, I call it the sharpshooter. But when The Rock does it, it's some garbage. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, Rock, right you, just, you just sit down taking it down? Like, you gonna put the, uh, you gonna tighten the legs up, Rock? No? Okay. I was, like, nine years old, hitting the Stinger Splash and, uh, Locking in the Scorpion Deathlock, and I would lock it in perfect, because I was always Sting. My cousin, who was seven years older than me, was always Ric Flair, mm-hmm. and that's when I found out that the Figure Four Leg Lock actually hurts. Yeah, but I also found out that the reversal hurts just as bad. If you could pull it off, take a lot. Right you got to pop your hips and get over. But they were my faves up until. Uh, nice little young whippersnapper named Ultimo Dragon uh, came out and started choking people out. And then that was my fave time until a nice little extra young whippersnapper named D. Malenko came out and said, oh, here's the Texas Cloverleaf. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to put that on somebody right now. And I look over at my boy. You know you're about to get this right. <laughs> Man, that was I would Texas Cloverleaf people so fast. It wasn't okay. even funny. You, you know something that it's a rite of passage in my house that once a baby starts walking, they get put in the Texas Cloverleaf. Oh, yeah, I did power bombs. I do that too. And I do it until they sold it properly. I do that. And took, I did and took the bump clean. Yeah, you got to learn. Mm-hmm. But now, I got in trouble when I was about 10 because I jumped up on the dresser. And I mean, I did this smooth too. I hit the bed and I got to the top of the dresser and I caught myself and caught my balance and did a backflip like the great Muda. Mm. Mm. And I got my ass whooped royally. I really hope DFAX isn't listening to this. I guess we're not going to talk about those Asahi moonsaults then. <laughs> we'll just leave man, that alone. Man. But, uh, hey. Now, I used to put the claw on people. Oh, Jesus, I hated that. <laughs> the claw! I used to put the claw, I used to put the, the claw on folks, because, uh, and, and, and I would sent you in. <laughs> Wrestling ain't real. I'm like, let me put this on you right quick. You know what? Okay, 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 okay. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, all right. That 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 right there. So as you say, man, wrestling ain't real. See how you watch that? Come in, let me show you something. (laughs) Yeah, I had that happen once, but you know, I don't know why my man Bacon was like, I said, Bacon, you need to calm down because I'm gonna hit you with this chair. This was in my apartment. Now, mind you, this is legit steel chair. Like, hard steel chair. You ain't going to hit me. Damn, why do you have to say that? And I hit him with the, the strongest, cleanest, Bret Hart level chair shot. I mean, that thing went 
bing, right upside his head. And it was all in that Bret Hart. You know how Bret would throw a punch and it's just one clean motion? It was beautiful. I wish somebody would have recorded it. I think I gave him a concussion, but he understood that, yeah, you're going to get this chair shot. And then when he came kind of to, to where he was more coherent, now, mind you, my mama's like, oh, my God, you just hit Bacon in the head. We'll talk about why he's called Bacon later. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe you did that. Everybody's just, like, in shock. Bacon's just, like, zoned out. Then he comes back. And in typical me fashion, I give him a chair. Like, all right, my turn. <laughs> Unfortunately, he chose, no, I'm not going to hit you, man. I can't hit you with the chair. Like, dude, I'm telling you to hit me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to sell it. No, 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 no. It's all right. Like, well. How's it, how'd it feel? Oh, it was okay. Like, fool, you don't even know the hell you are, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I'll never forget that crack. It was just, bing! Just like that. Oh, man, that was beautiful. I wish I could go back and hit him again. Maybe I could. <laughs> hey, man, that was clean. That's what it was all about back then. If you're going to do it, do it clean. But I guarantee you one damn thing, he knew. <laughs> go and say I won't do it again. He know from now on, and that was, was about surprised. twenty years ago. I was surprised they were. Hit. I was surprised. I was surprised they were doing headshots on with chairs during the uh, AEW show. Yeah, that shocked. That that shocked me. I was like, "What?" They well, they're not gonna go full foley. That's what you call it now. If you go full foley, then we got a problem. Like that's NFL level right there. They made movies about that. Like, no, you can cuss, can cuss somebody, you know, but you can go partial foley and protect them. But you go full foley, that's it. Because we all know Mick Foley would take a, t- a chair shot and just fold. It was like, oh, my God, I-, I think you just killed him. Triple H was killing him. Edge was killing oh, him. That the Rock, the Rock was killing him. Like, 15 times. Like, yo, I'm, tr- I'm like, should I call the police? Vince, why are you not stopping this? But then in comparison to Hell in a Cell, it don't even matter. Like, oh, he was taking care of uh, no. Foley. That was that was all kind of cool because okay so well, since we on since we on this and try let's try and we can make this quick your number one oh it moment holy it moment in wrestling the one that made you go oh no uh uh-uh, uh no or or you just like started just jumped up and started yelling like oh my god like well it has to be hell in a cell. That when when he first went off the cell, off the cell and was tossed off and went through, and it wasn't even that because I was in just in denial because after seeing everything Mick Foley's done, even when he lost part of his ear to Vader, you know, watching those matches, you know, you're gonna get something extreme. But what sold it for me was the raw reaction of Mick Foley because I mean I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Jim Ross, when Jim Ross is calling it, you killed him, he's dead. <laughs> I'm like, oh snap. This dude really may be dead. I could watch that match over and over. And I show people like, you don't believe wrestling's real? Watch this. And they're just like, oh, my God. Is he still alive? Like, yeah. And he came back and did another spot later on tonight. That, that, that was it. Uh, Same era. Stone Cold and Vince. To see the boss take that bump off the cage. Fall and land not quite on the announcer's table, but he took the edge of the table to the spine, broke his tailbone. And they had to 
stretching him out. But, you know, Stone Cold was like, uh-uh. This match ain't over. So far as I'm concerned, me and the son bitch was never in the ring together. So you never rang the damn bell. And then he just proceeded to beat the holy hell out of, out of McMahon for, what, a good 15 minutes? And every time he went to walk, McMahon gave him the one finger. So he walked back and then he beat him again. Then he gave him the two fingers and he beat him again as he was walking out. Then for Paul White to come through uh, uh, the bottom of the ring and toss him through the cage and Austin goes to WrestleMania. That that call, just that whole sequence and then knowing the aftermath of the boss is hurt. I mean, he's legit hurt. He broke a tailbone like he's effed up mm-hmm. that right there that's why i respect uh vince because a lot of people may say a lot but vince truthfully is it going to ask you to do anything he won't do his family hasn't done <laughs> i mean is there anything that he hasn't been a part of or stephanie or linda it's like man it's like yo all right yeah, you're right. You did that. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I'll so, do it. So mine, WrestleMania 19, The Shooting Star Press by Brock Lesnar. Mm. <laughs> the Oh, my God, I think he may have killed himself. Me and a friend of mine from college were in Barnacles in Atlanta. It's a seafood spot in Atlanta. And they were showing WrestleMania 19 for $5. As long as you were buying food and drinks, no damn. Mm-hmm. That he went up to the top, and I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" And I forgot that he had been doing the shooting star press when he was in OVW. Yep. And they told him to stop. So you know, because uh, in in seeing some of uh, since then, they have actually showed interviews. As a matter of fact, the um, what was it? The um. Ruthless Aggression series that's on the network right now. They actually did a thing on Brock Lesnar and they talked about it. It was like, well, Kurt told Kurt was the one who suggested that I do it. That, 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 and Kurt was like, yeah, I told him it would be a it would be a good spot for him to have, you know, WrestleMania. You haven't done it in a while. You know, it would be a good spot for you to do. So we sitting in there. He goes to the top rope. He comes over. He lands. And I stand up in the middle of men, women, and children. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, man. And and I was like, how is he getting up? How did he finish the match? How did he win the bet? So I'm like, oh, man, that, that was that right there. And probably the only one probably prior to that one would have been the cage match with Magnum T.A. and Tully Blanchard when he put that piece of, when he dug that piece of chair into his head and it made him say, and, and yes, yes, yes. And, he, and Tully Blanchard will say to this day, and he's told me this to my face. He said, I never said I quit. True I that. never said that. True that. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that that Brock moment though because that was maybe half a a click of inertia away from him breaking his neck 
No, that was a half a click from him dying. Well, that too, because the pump is what threw him off because he put too much pump in. No, he, he the, didn't. He, didn't he under-rotated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, when you see it, it's like he did it in two parts opposed to a clean one-motion uh, uh, leap. And that's when I saw that second pump or that second part, which was the pump, because the first part was him jumping off. And then when rotation, he kind of pumped a little bit and then stretched his body out. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be bad. I had Lita flashbacks. Remember the reason he did that, though, the reason he did that, though, was because he put he's placed Kurt too far out into the ring. Yeah. Because he didn't go up. He went forward. Right. And when he tried to rotate, he get, he he had the proper rotation, but being him him jumping forward instead of jumping up, he didn't have the time to fully rotate, and that's when he landed on the top of his head. Yeah, that, I said. Remember when Lita did it? I swear, I thought every time Lita did any moonsault off the top, I thought she was about to kill herself. I like, I was legit scared. Yeah, like, Lita, don't do that! Don't do that, Lita. Salt. Oh my cons- god! No. Like, that's, that that was, that's that lucha libre. No, no, no. Somebody need the lucha to teach that clean. Like that. That was. There's a heart attack every single time, man. Every single time. But that's awesome. That was a good, uh, good rolling, Jane. Damn it! I said I wasn't gonna be nice to you no more. See what you did. You got a third one out of me. That's the best you're gonna do. So, I'm happy with the show this week, gentlemen. I'm very happy. By gentlemen, I mean a KG, because then technically that'd be four times for James, and uh, I can't do that. So I guess I'll be the, the KG and say that you can listen to us exactly on the same way you listen to us now. Whatever the hell you want, <laughs> we on that shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to name it, because if I'm naming it, you're behind probably already on it. So. Thank you for listening on your phone, your tablet, your computer, your hearing aid. I don't care if you getting us on NASA. However you listening to us from the satellite, I don't care. We appreciate you listening to the Sideline Junkies and letting us come into your home and talk a bunch of hot mess, ramble on about all kind of crazy stuff this week. Even shout-outs to George Clooney, uh, Crazy Strippers, ESPN Zone stories behind the scenes talk and Brock Lesnar and a moonsault. It's pretty exciting. Got some championship belts and all kind of fun stuff. So next week we will continue to fill the the gap and the void and and hopefully COVID nineteen will uh, take a, a a shot from the rock and turn its uh ugly self sideways and stick it straight up somebody's candy behind so that we can get back to a sense of normalcy if not and we're all quarantined in then we damn sure are doing a naked show next week because shit you quarantined anyway what y'all gonna do leave I don't think so so captain I'm just waiting for the first wrestler to call himself COVID Mm. it's coming (laughs) Some rest, some new wrestler is gonna start. They're gonna name himself Kobe. Like heck yeah, man! I'm gonna have they're gonna have they're gonna have a finishing move called the coronavirus. Yep. And then they're gonna be like, too soon. 
I'm a heel. It's never too soon. I think MJF will probably make a, a joke about it before. He'll be the first one to do it at some public event or something like that. Just to get that, that heel rope. So, uh, KG, you have anything before we wrap uh, it up, B? I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Very happy to be here. All right. Thank you. Coming to America. James, anything? Uh, everybody be safe. Make sure you got all food, liquor, and cigars if you are partaking with me in your house. Don't 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 go out nowhere and stay in your house and enjoy your family and be safe. All right. Well, thank you for the PSA, James. And then make sure you have all your garden tools and proper check so that way they don't show up uh, at the improper time when you enjoy your family time. Side <laughs> <laughs> chick should have been visited already. You can't. They're by quarantine. They gotta have time too. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Like this. There's some weeds out here. There's some weeds. Oh, what god. are we supposed to do? Like I don't know, oh, man. Home Depot's open. We we, we oh. saw swerves. That was a swerve. And that's how we ended it this week, ladies and gentlemen, on a a gardening equipment joke. So wish you all the best. Look forward to all of you listening to us next week. And COVID-19 can lick a big old piece of crap and kiss our booties. Peace. Mm. (laughs) Out. Let's